Digital signage seems like it's a technological thing. Uh, very often, in fact, we find it's given to the IT department of an organization to handle and sometimes even manage, not just implement. Uh, we spend a lot of time in these podcasts and in the blogs and the other literally hundreds of things that we've written uh, about digital signage and business communications and organizational communications that really it's it uses technology but it isn't really a technological tool it's a communications tool attempting to change and affect human behavior and create a uh, a more integrated consumer-like experience with information and data having said all that it is actually made up of technology and that's hardware and uh, I got to be honest and say, I don't know a ton about hardware. I mean, I know what most people know. I know that that TV's nice and that one's not so nice. And this phone's cool and that phone's not cool. And I like this toaster and that blender. But uh, I'm not really a hardware guy. So I have a hardware guy. Hey. Hey, Joe Murray, systems engineer and architect for physics. How are you, Joe? Doing all right. How are you, Derek? Excellent, excellent. I'd like to thank Joe for talking to me today about hardware. And I'd like to thank all of you for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. Okay, so obviously we know there are screens or displays, we might want to call them, we've talked about them plenty. Uh, You and I actually spoke uh, uh, about uh, networking. So uh, what else is there? I mean, I kind of made a list. All I could come up with was servers. Yep. Players. Yep. And then that's kind of, I ran out and then just like, <laughs> That's it. And, no, and, and like you got to update stuff. That's all I could think of. There, so. There's a few other components uh, to add to that list. You've got um, your user workstations where you run Access TV Design. What, you which know, is that, a computer. Important. A computer, yeah. yeah. But, but a nicer computer. You don't want right. some crappy, you know, we found this for $100 at, at, at Walmart. Com- Commodore 64. Yeah, you don't want the Commodore 64. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not unsupported. Four colors. Remember that? Four. Of course, you know, you're too young. I, four I, colors. I, I have a Commodore we 64. out four colors. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that's important. Um, I know we talked in a, pre- uh, a previous podcast about networking. You know, that's mm. obviously important. But I, I believe today we're just going to focus on sort of our player hardware and the hardware offerings we have. Sure, yeah. I mean, let's talk about servers first. Sure. Sure. In many respects, uh, at least from the consumer side of things, that's the difference between an on-premise solution or a hosted or cloud yes. solution is yes. on-premise and you, the customer, have the server and cloud, someone else has the server. Right. In, in this case, you know, our, our cloud offering is you know, hosted by us. Right. So first of all, we offer both uh, those options. Um, we're pretty flexible in that we have a cloud-based offering where we will take care of the hosting for you. Right. You just have the players at your location. Then you've got an on-premise solution where we can actually sell you server hardware that we manufacture and is up to snuff for our own specifications. And that's a rack-mounted system you can install just like any other regular server hardware. And then to get even more flexible, uh, we can just sell you the software if you want, and you can install it on your own server hardware, Access TV Man. Right, I've got servers. I don't right, right. Know I don't, you know, a lot of customers, you know, are moving to virtual machines, and so sure. rather than having multiple physical servers, they'll just have 
you know, that virtual machine host that will host all these virtual servers for them, Hmm. which is pretty nice. But, you know, for certain customers that don't want to deal with that or for whatever security reason or or budget reason don't have a VM environment, then, uh, yeah, you know, you can use our server hardware, your own server hardware, um, or just have it in the cloud. But, I mean, you got it. There's no way to bypass this. No, uh, the the server is is really at the core of uh, uh, Access TV. Uh, like, Like most enterprise products, there has to be a end point, you know, or, or, or really a, um, a very specific central point, I should say, right? Uh, that hosts all the content, hosts all the settings, you know, it's the main place where all of our, all of our softwares connect. That's where the CMS lives, basically. Yeah, it is the yeah. CMS, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Access TV Manage is our CMS. So right. it, it hosts the web interface where you can schedule stuff and upload content. It hosts the web API calls for Access TV Design so that mm-hmm. users can make their layouts and that gets synchronized with uh, with the server. Mm-hmm. And then it's the place where our players themselves actually you know reach out and get content and their settings from right. and so yeah it is the central point of of all of your layouts all your settings all your content all your users so the server is, is pretty important <laughs> to say the least yeah, it's, it's like you gotta have a commanding officer there you go yeah. that's the server so the server has all this stuff and then it sends it out to these used to call them channel players, now they call them media players, yep. but to a media player, the media players then send the signals to the to displays. displays. Exactly. So yeah. what the heck is a media player? Is it a small box? Is it like a computer unto itself? Like VLC, is that a media player? Are they different kinds of media players? Because I see this term, sometimes it's used for something that's hardware, sometimes it's software. What's the difference? So we, at Visix, our media players are hardware, and mm-hmm. we offer a bunch of media players, you know, depending on the budget and what you plan to show on, you know, on your displays. There have been customers who have said like, oh, let's cheap out and get, you know, the cheapest player, and we're going to try and make it work on a 4K display, and like it... It's going to look like crap. It's, it's not going to, it's not going to perform the way you yeah. want. It's yeah, really yeah. not. It's going to lead to, you know, frustrations, because this is a very visual, you know, product, and you want it to look great. And it needs to be slick. If your stuff isn't at least as good as what's on my phone, why would I pay attention to what you're doing? Exactly. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> you exactly know, honestly, I mean, this is so slick and smooth. I need to see that or I just laugh at you. Right. So, you know, I understand that it is tempting to say, we'll just get the cheapest hardware and we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll work our content around that. Right. But that's really, in my opinion, the the wrong way of thinking. You need to say, what type of content do we want to show now and, and in the future? And in the future, exactly. Consider what might happen. Right. Are we going to scale the system up? Are we going to are we going to play 4K video later? Or are we going to have right. interactive projects later with touchscreens and mm-hmm. and all these types of inputs? Mm-hmm. And if, if that's the case, if you can see your organization doing that, maybe it's worth looking into our mid-tier, higher-tier players. Right, 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 right. Um, it's that. funny because VLC Media Player and like Windows Media Player are yeah. also media players, but those are media player softwares that live on our media player hardware. Um, so when Vizix refers to a media player, like we're referring to our dolls, hardware. nested <laughs> little nesting dolls. <laughs> nested, nested um, dolls. Uh, it can get a little complex sometimes, as is you know most technologies. But yeah, media our media players are hardware, and then it uses media player software as gotcha, well. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. The way I understand it is basically uh, one media player can it could go out to. I mean, you could hook it up so it goes out to multiple displays easily. Yep. Uh, but it's going to basically be able to handle one playlist set. So basically, our 
our lower end media players are meant to power one display at a time. Now, as you just said, you can use some type of video distribution to have it power multiple right. displays, but they're all going to look exactly the same. Right. They're always going to have the exact same content at right. the exact same moment exactly. throughout the whole floor, the whole Correct. building or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what type of content you're going to show, you can usually have different playback zones within your layout. So more than one thing can play at any given time, even our lowest end player. It's not it's not that if you get the nano or or, or our cheapest players that where you can only play one thing at once. You know, you can have it doesn't have to all be full screen. It does not. Though yeah. to be fair, full screen content, I just want this out there officially, looks fantastic. True. And you should certainly use it at least from time to time. Yeah, you know, so, so create a layout playlist, you know, and have some full screen content. Then break it up with maybe two content zones, right. you know, maybe a little ticker at the bottom, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So no, even our lowest end players can handle that, you know. But yeah, yeah, so if I have, say, I have a building, a five floor building, and I want each floor to have a different stuff on the mm-hmm. screens, I would need five media players. Correct. Ideally, you're going to have five different media players. Right. Exactly. One for each set of playlists. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. So that's cool. So there's quite a few things you want to consider before you just. Get our hardware. You do right. not want to just say, "What's the cheapest?" Yes, that. Right. We'll, we'll take that, please. But also, what's you know, don't just go buying the twelve output just because. That's what true the heck? too. I mean, that's that's also silly. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it goes it goes the other way as well. You don't want to you know overspend and get some crazy overkill system that you know. Oh yeah, we're just going to show JPEGs all day. <laughs> <laughs> Right. JPEGs. We're not even doing the Ken Burns effect. Just the JPEGs. (laughs) Just JPEGs and they just cut to the next No text. Just kitten pictures. Absolutely. Uh, And of course, just like with software, you have to do these updates. You just just have Mm -hmm. to do them. Uh, Hardware, by the way, also needs to be updated. That is correct. And what is it that gets updated? It's the the operating system? It's the drivers? What is it? Both of those. So all of our hardware is Windows-based. And currently, at, at the time of recording here, we're using Windows 10 IoT Enterprise. And we picked that not just for fun, but because... And IoT the, means Internet of Things. Internet right? of Things, right. that's mm-hmm. right. That's, that's a hot hot word this, this day and age. Which is, which is, for those that don't know, that's uh, devices using the Internet to communicate with other devices. Yes. And human beings aren't really involved in exactly. that process. These are automatons that sort of run themselves. Yeah, this is your, your high-end suite refrigerator with a sensor that says oops I'm out of milk and places an order to right. the shop and all you know is that the milk shows up right so these are not your regular Windows 10 home or pro um, versions mm. so we picked Windows 10 IoT Enterprise specifically the long-term servicing channel because Microsoft ensures that those will get updates for a decade um, they're really really great because um, we, we want our hardware to last a long time we want our software to last a long time so we, we pick this more specialized Windows 10 so that, you know, it, it's supported for a long time. Right. And so Windows Update, you know, will is enabled out of the box and it will it will run by itself in the background and it will update, you know, Windows components, it will update drivers, it will update firmware as, as needed. Um, or you can use your own Windows Update system there, whatever policies you want to push. Sure, sure. What if I forget to update or what if I don't want to? I, I, I have to be honest. I don't understand. I guess maybe I understand why some people don't want to update things. I get it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure 
you know, some people can be jaded with Windows. They're used to Windows Update just running while they're giving some PowerPoint well, presentation. Honestly, or yeah. I mean, sometimes and you're like, oh, you're going to force me to update. Right. I have stuff to do. Microsoft I, knows what you want. Yeah, exactly. I, I said later because I meant later. Right. And that's why, we again, we picked Windows 10 IoT Enterprise. It's, it's way less intense with the updates. If you're used to Windows 10 Home and Pro, it will just update itself in the middle of you working. It will just reboot Windows 10 IoT Enterprises. And if it only took 10 minutes, I wouldn't mind. But every once in a great while, you get one of these crazy, practically starting from fresh ones, and you're like, well, that's cool. Is that is that four hours? Yeah, right. Of my day. Well, I guess I'm guess I'm done working. Right. So what's Windows, on to the movies? So we we've customized Windows 10 out of the box a little bit to uh-huh. be a little cooler with its updates. Right. However, if you want to get more granular and control things yourself, you can absolutely join these to your domain and mm-hmm. again push your own policies that control right. updates manually. Right. Right. And then uh, outside of Windows updates and driver updates. You've got uh, signage suite updates. So you've got our product. Um, right, the software, the CMS itself. Exactly. Yeah. And so right now uh, we release an update. Generally, I believe it's about every month. Mm-hmm. And we try and release them consistently. You know, they have bug fixes, performance improvements, and then customers love the feature right, UI, UI feature enhancements and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so we release those pretty often. And those uh, you you know you install yourself. However, mm. obviously it would be a huge pain to go to each player and install you know the latest engage on it you know one by one, especially, well, especially if you've got fifty. Yeah, right. You've I got mean, there 50. are, and, and that may sound. I'm not being funny. There, there was somebody. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe a school that I did a case study for some years ago. No joke. He said we have fifty players. Right. Yeah, that, that can be it annoying. Was, it was the whole campus, and then another campus somewhere else, and another campus. Yeah, somewhere we else. we well, and that that's the worst part, in my opinion, is when you have multiple physical locations in your organization. You have players all over the place. You know, they're, they're all over the U.S. And oh, have fun updating those. So we thought yeah. of that. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. So. Ideally, you know, you're running Signage Suite and there's an update and you say, oh, you know, oh, this update has a new feature that I really, really want. You install the update on your managed server first. Uh, that will update manage and the web UI and everything to the latest release. And then we, we actually have an engage upgrade utility that can be run remotely. Uh, not necessarily from the server. It can be from most player or, or most uh, computers on your, uh, on your network. Mm-hmm. But basically you run this utility. It will reach out to all of your engaged players and upgrade them remotely. Huh. Uh, then reboot. You know, they'll start playing the same content. It won't erase your content. It'll start playing the same content just with the newer engage. But I mean, it's just because it does take the players down for a. Brief, it does take the players down for a brief hours, time. but no, 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 no. But in fact, while the upgrade is running, the players will continue to play content. The oh, only really? time the players are down, so I get no downtime. You uh-huh. get very little downtime. It's just it's, they just have to reboot, basically. Right. Uh, but even so, probably best not to do it in the middle of your day not, if, if you know not, you have a lot of foot traffic. Exactly, which is why we've thought of that, too. And we have scheduled upgrades. You can run that same utility right. and say, yeah, upgrade tonight at like 1130 when no one's around. And that will... Do they all have to be on? Yes, they do have to be on and reachable from that utility. Right, Otherwise, so I can't just power down the whole system and no. go home and, and wake up the next day and, and it's like, hey, everything's good. all updated. So right. I, I do have to leave it on all night. Exactly. Uh-huh. You do You do want to leave it on, which most people leave oh, their digital happened? signage on most of the time anyway. Uh, they'll sure. usually just turn off their displays but leave the players on, right, which that's right, fine. Right, you, you, right. Can, you can just turn off your displays. So we, we've tried to make remote management and remote upgrades as easy as they can get. 
And of course, the danger of not updating is what? That it just breaks? That it just stops working? I mean, ideally, it's not just going to break. However, you know, if there is some bug that was fixed in a later release and then you hit that bug, we're going to say, you got to upgrade to take What a shame you didn't upgrade. What a shame. This is no longer a problem. So, uh, you know, you've got bug fixes, stability stuff, performance improvements. But again, like I was saying earlier, it's those feature enhancements that everyone always wants. So a customer. We'll try, you know, we'll, we'll try something like in design and, oh, no, it doesn't do that thing that I really want it to do. You know, they'll, they'll talk with our support team, maybe the training team. And Visix as a company tries to be very receptive to change. Well, like I know sometimes it's client suggestions. It's a lot uh, of client that suggestions. That drive what's going into the next release. Absolutely, yes. Oh, people, um, well, here we go. A bunch of people who want this, let's prioritize Yeah, basically that. every month we'll sit down. And say, okay, you know, we got the following feature suggestions. Oh, we want this type of filter. Oh, we want that type of input. Mm. You know, wouldn't it be really cool if we had that kind of button? And, you know, we'll, the executive team will all sit down and we'll say, like, yeah. That would that's be totally cool. doable. Yeah, that, that is a good idea. God, I wish I had thought of it. And so uh, one, one classic example is in design. The way design used to work, Access TV design, is you'd, like, make a layout. And then you'd have to go and save the layout, then close it, then synchronize it. And like, okay, that makes sense on a technical level, but customers would like forget one step. They'd save it and close it, but maybe not sync. And they'd say, well, why is it not on the server? Oh, well, it didn't sync. So we, customers said, you know, hey, that workflow makes sense, but can you streamline it? And we said, yeah, (laughs) that that certainly makes sense. And so we, we made a save, close, sync button. And, uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it just does it. And it automatically button. does it all. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, and so it's things like that. So that's what you're missing out on by not updating. Yeah. Almost never is an update. Does it? Does an update make something worse? No. Yeah, we, we've... Our development team here is very, very good at doing regression testing, you know, mm. before just releasing an update because, you know, just just an awful worst case scenario is pushing out an update to everyone and saying, hey, here's your... Check out this new release. And then customers Oops. say, whoa, whoa, whoa. It just deleted my content, or now my players are have some weird .NET error or something, right, or, and so or, no. Or like, or like what happened? Uh, what was it with iTunes? You know, suddenly everybody was forced to have the new U two album. Oh, they I, I remember that. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna like this U two album because it's free. Yeah, yeah. The, exactly. So we we certainly um, do a lot of testing here before we just mm-hmm. say, hey, update, because we understand. You know, this is. You communicate to your your employees, your your own customers this way. And we, yeah, we we understand this is an important system, and it, it's a distributed system, and it's an yeah. enterprise grade system. And you know the nightmarish bedtime story told to communications uh, professionals in organizations that use digital signage is the terrible story of the night of the dreaded black screen. <laughs> you know, where, exactly. where in the middle of the day, when the vice president right. of operations yes. came for a visit to our facility and the darn Didn't thing went work. down right. and we yeah. looked like morons. Exactly. And now we're all going to be looking for work. Exactly. So you, you definitely want to keep your system up to date. We're, we're doing testing on the updates. We're, we're putting in performance improvements. We are constantly listening to what customers want right right you know some some people you know want stuff immediately hey you you really should have this new feature in as soon as possible and some customers say hey you know it'd be cool just in the future down the line this 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 thing you know this web ui element we're like yeah that that would be cool yeah i mean it's a constant uh the interesting thing is in the manufacturing age 19th century uh early to mid even even beginning of the late 20th century, we really, we made things. Mm-hmm. And those things, 
yes, all things degrade over time. Metal rusts, you know, paper disintegrates in rain and, and yellows and gets brittle and this and this and this. But it, there's a this permanent kind of idea. You built it, there it was, you put it on a shelf, you, whatever. You drop it on your foot, you break your toe. But all of this electronic stuff, it's a constantly, it's a process. Yes. In more than a, a product. It, all of this stuff is a process is, that's constantly evolving and changing and shifting. It is a service. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it really Even is. though it's hardware right. that yeah, we're talking we about. Yeah, we are updating yeah, it. Yeah, like this, these players, these are physical things. Your server is a physical thing. Right. But it's still constantly shifting, changing Absolutely. Thing. And I can tell you, like, even between Signage Suite version 1.0 and the current release, it, it's completely different. We, yeah. We've introduced so many new features. We've refined workflows. We've, we've refined the UI. We've had performance changes. It, it, it's just... It's like watching a kid grow up. It's like watching a kid grow up. It's you see exactly it? You're like, I can't believe six years ago you were 10 years old and now you're driving and stealing money out of my wallet exactly that's what we're trying to get with sinus <laughs> um, sinus suite it steals money out of your wallet exactly and lies to you about what it did exactly that's, that's what we're, we're, sean wouldn't pick that as the new company slogan i don't know why but exactly so while, while our hardware we plan you know i i've designed our hardware to be enterprise grade and to last a long time that's why we use metal chassis that's why mm -hmm. we use big heat sinks that's why we use you know uh, the, these bigger fans it's because we want the, the hardware to last a long time but the software is constantly improving and, and getting better right you know, again every month we're putting out new stuff yeah um so get those updates folks Get them. Absolutely. Get them, get them, get them. All right. So uh, even though we start off talking about hardware, you can't help it. You end up talking about software in the end anyway because that's what this is. It's an interplay. They go hand in hand. Yeah, that's know? exactly right. And it, it's it's been argued that the 21st century is shaping up to be the century in which nouns become verbs, in which everything <laughs> becomes a process. I mean, it is. It's yeah, servicing. It's it's digital signaging. It's it's this. It's this. Everything's becoming an ing gerund, uh, sort of a noun verb, and uh, and this is just what we're seeing. So uh, even though it's physical, it's still a constantly evolving and shifting thing. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Joe Murray. Of course, thank you for talking to me today, and we'd like to thank all of you for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.